Okay, so for the next 10 minutes or so, we, we need to do some, some family business. Um, have any of you ever given any thought? If you're asked to describe the essence of Christianity in less than five words, which words would you use? One way of doing that is to describe Christianity as based on relationships of love. Now, that, that's a very um, multifaceted concept, difficult to work into practice. And so one of the things that Pastor Ryan has been doing during January, early part of February, is to explore different parts of the vision that we have as a church, introducing people to Jesus, helping them to grow in his grace. And we've looked at a number of different aspects of that, one of which was related to the buildings that we use. And as many of you know, this building has many advantages. Uh, it has many disadvantages this morning. Uh, the technology that goes behind the voice uh, and the sound has been very difficult. It's a tribute to Dan and Ken, though you probably haven't noticed that. Um, but there are many problems here, one of which is the space that we have. And I think you're about to see some pictures of some of the rooms that we use for our children's work. The fact that the facilities available for the children are so poor has prompted us to explore alternatives. We had hopes for a long time that we would be able to develop on this site. We'd be able to work with the foundation that manages this site and expand the facilities here, which would be a benefit for them and for us. The door was really shut on that for us towards the end of last year, so we have started to look at other alternatives. That, as many of you who know the, the make-up room, is an exciting place to spend with a small group of children. And, yeah, the threes and four-year-olds are a little bit better. Some really exciting places. So the five to eights probably have the best, the little Harkwell, uh, which is a great place to be. And then the next age up, that is not exactly air-conditioned, uh, not <laughs> ideal place uh, to spend with young people. Um, and we have reached the limit. There is no other available space that is possible here as adults. We have great opportunities to meet, to have the benefits of meeting together to worship, to develop um, relationships with each other but uh, for the children we've had to make alternative exploration so we're now faced with a realistic prospect of moving elsewhere that challenges us to think about the breadth of our vision for many years this church has developed it's encouraged growth amongst individuals we have then been salt and light in the community into which we have been that is a tremendous vision. If you look around this room, you see people who are very significant in the communities in which they live, in their families, in their workplaces, in other organizations around. Is this a time now uh, for that to shift? Do we need that plus a greater presence in the community, a way of reaching and building relationships with people who would not otherwise be reached? So Pastor Ryan is just going to very briefly summarize what we have been looking at over the last few months uh, and where we may need to go for the future. Then we want to um, pray together uh, briefly today, but I ask you to pray 
faithfully and diligently over the next weeks and months in order that we can hear God's voice clearly uh, as we take on this very, very big decision. Thank you. Yeah, just a brief history of uh, what we've been exploring. Um, as Kevin mentioned, we're full. And attendance for actually kids' ministry, for children's ministry across the board, has long since plateaued. About uh, two and a half years ago, we started reaching about 40 to 50 kids. And since then, we've had about that many or it's dipped. But uh, the maximum has been about 40, 50 kids. Uh, in fact, we, just, we explored, even two and a half years ago, facilities because we were asking the question as elders and as leaders, look, um, are we first going to provide staffing for children's ministry or are we going to fa- provide facilities? And the, the, ladder, the door and the ladder closed. We couldn't find anything, so we, we hired our first associate pastor uh, who was largely responsible for caring for children and families. And that's the direction we went. But last year, we started to receive, in 2013, more feedback from new people and marginal families uh, or or people who aren't quite fully invested in the church, but somewhat, that space was getting crowded. The kids were coming back and saying, uh, Mom, Dad, there's nowhere for me, these sorts of things. And got that feedback as well from core members of the church, people who are really um, contributing, using their gifts and talents to serve and be part of community. So it takes a lot for people to voice their opinion. I feel like it's sunrise, but when people do, we really want to listen. And um, for the second time in two and a half years, we proposed getting space here uh, and on the grounds of the Harkwell, uh, the CNCF, and we were denied that for uh, a second time to, to put a modular space up. And yet we have no more room to expand. So. If we're going to continue to minister to more children and families and retain those who are interested in Sunrise, something's got to give. Um, so we've been looking. What are we looking for? Nothing less than a building that would maximize our mission and vision, but also n- not more than that. In other words, uh, we're not looking for the Taj Mahal or something with a jumbotron, right, or a sports field, a basketball court, though I'd love that. Um, but... It could be leased facility. It could be space just for Sunday mornings and other miscellaneous times. Uh, It could be a purchase facility, something that has enough space, that's pretty decent, and provides for our mission. So we're looking for four things here. A functionality for children and families to fulfill the mission for them. Uh, A location and property that maximizes outreach and one that also um, bolsters corporate community And finally, in terms of actual location, somewhere from the top of Seven Mile Beach to Midtown. All right, so this is kind of the four things we're we're looking for. And that exploration has taken us far and wide. We've looked at uh, schools. We've looked at um, shut down restaurants. We've looked at abandoned law firms. Shame. Um, But uh, all these things. And there was one property that we explored that came close to maximizing these objectives. And that was uh, the Coots building, the former Coots building, as an example. And so we want to talk about that for a minute, give you something tangible we were looking at that gives you an idea of some of our objectives, something uh, very visible and tangible. This building was by no means without its flaws, without its warts, all those sorts of things. But it should tell you something that we actually thought, theoretically, of even purchasing a building like this. It was very theoretical, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but we didn't look at purchasing anything else. So it was something very attractive. The reasons why were, first, we need a minimum of ten to 12,000 square feet. 
sanctuary space, a little bit of office space, and children's ministry space. That's what we would need. This had 16,000. So it was realistic and give us some room to grow for our kids, for our youth, as well as our adults. High visibility on the corner of West Bay Road, between West Bay Road, really, and everything that is West Bay, uh, right on the corner there, and uh, at a major social hub in Cayman, Public Beach, which will become even more so when uh, DART builds a splash park, a new playground, a bike path, and camping grounds, which is set to be built there and is already underway. In addition, there are no other churches in that area. Do you see what this starts to happen? Now, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. If you start to notice a theme, I've talked very little so far about the building itself other than square footage. And that's the key here, friends. We're looking at opportunities, as Kevin mentioned, to be salt and light in the community, to be around where people or non-Christians gather, to love them well for Jesus, to, to, to reach out to them as we play in the waves or on the playground, as we hit a volleyball or splash each other in the splash park. Not me personally splashing, but, you know, children and that sort of thing. Um, as we camp, as we go, you know, we take bike rides. These are opportunities to reach our neighbors for Christ. And it's these sorts of ways we can build community as well. It's very naturally. Now, its listing price is 4.9 million U.S., so, God would really need to let us know that he wants us to take a faith risk and step out, and he has not yet. This is just an example. We don't know what he has in store. Um, the elders recognize, though, that what will be required is financial resources. Um, and we don't have the financial resources, nor, nor the spiritual investment on your part, necessary to identify the place that he's picked out for us. Yet, we do have these objectives I just mentioned in mind, and a concrete example of what it might look like. So, we feel it's important to take the first step. So, that's what I want to unveil to you now. Um, it's going to take some spiritual investment first. All right? For, for you to connect with this, it will take you agreeing that God has been very, very good to us in Jesus, both to each of us individually, but also to us as a church. And that when God does something big, and when he asks us to do something big, it requires the kind of faith, the kind of faith that lives itself out in risk and sacrifice. If you look in the Bible and you see God do big things through normal people like you and I, risk and sacrifice every time. So we're not immune to that. Um, if there's not a lump in your throat from what I'm going to propose, all right, from what we're going to be talking about, then maybe... You haven't made that step even in your mind mentally. What, what would God ask of me? As we get ready to do this Christianity Explored thing and reach out to our friends for Christ, there's been a lump in my throat like, are we really going to do this? And God has asked us to do this throughout our church's history. When we started as a church, and I know when we got here, there was three months' salary, and that's it, and like 15 people, and we just went with that. All right, we didn't have elders in place. In fact, we called, trained, developed Elders who've never been elders before. And God has used that. Same thing pretty much for community groups. And God used that. And each step along the way, God has been faithful to us. And this will be no less of a requirement. So the elders have unanimously decided that we need to begin a building fund, which will encourage us to invest. And we'll be, we're going to begin by giving from our monthly surplus. So here's what we're going to do. Just to start this building fund, we don't know what this will entail, what this will look like. We're open to God moving us in this. But here's where we're going to start, starting today. All right? Whenever giving 
exceeds expenses every month, we're going to take that money aside and put it in a separate building fund to begin to invest in what God's calling us to. All right, so let me give you a concrete example. February, let's say that $28,000 is given to the church. You guys raise up, we together give $28,000 as a church, but we spend $18,000. That means $10,000 will be set aside towards a building fund that month. Okay, let's say we hit March and we hit an unusual month in the red where expenses exceed uh, giving. Okay, and so you'll see up there, um, or maybe not, um, <laughs> you should see up there that, that $19,000 were spent, but only $17,000 were given. We will not deduct that amount from the building fund. In other words, we don't want to discourage giving and start taking away money from the building fund here and there, and all of a sudden it's just this exercise of futility. We're taking a risk. We're ta by faith, we're hoping that our hearts will grow united and we'll step out together. That is, you say, you know what, I can give a little more. God's calling me to give a little more. I want to love the saints in our church, the little saints for Christ, that we'll all do this together. And so the reason we're doing it is, first of all, it's going to build faith and encourage cheerful giving. We have to rely on one another that other people want to give as well. And every month, at the end of each month, we'll celebrate how God's been faithful to us. Take a moment just to celebrate. We're a little bit closer, a little bit closer now. We see this pattern also in the Bible where people laid up a little each month, beginning of each month, for giving, but also gave above that sometimes where there was need. As a church, we have uh, given 10% to missions and mercy ministries that we're not directly related to, and now giving above that to love the saints and provide from them the smaller saints in our church. Over the past 36 months, we've only had to endure three or four months in the red where um, expenses have exceeded giving. And so we know that as well. Um, to be sure, we're going to review this, and we might even have to review it sooner. Who knows? Some of you guys might. We might give to the point where we just know, like, wow, you guys are telling us we need to, to, to risk, to step out, to move more quickly because God is moving. Who knows? I mean, I pray that happens. Here's a cool part that I want to close with. The good news is, unbeknownst to any of the other elders, except for myself and Katie, knew this, a building fund has actually already been started. You may not have known this. About three and a half years ago, our former children's church coordinator, the woman who was so faithful to children's church, I mean, she just did this all voluntarily. She had the foresight and faith to recognize that God is going to build up youth through Sunrise Community Church. And so she started saving for a building fund, for a facility fund. In a little mason jar, she started collecting change. And she has raised, I believe it's $256 that we are starting this facility fund with. I thank Susan Cumber for that our former children's church. I think that's so amazing. She saw that this was going to happen. God spoke to her. I mean, this is so cool. So we have a building fund started already. You just didn't know it, and neither did I for some time. So that's pretty cool as well. So with that, we know this is going to require a lot of prayer and effort. We don't know what this is going to entail. So we want to seek God in prayer about that.